Welcome to Stick Together, Australia's only national radio show all about workers' rights and trade union issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR Radio in Melbourne and broadcasts to you around the country on Community Radio Network. I'm Dennis Rogatyuk. I have been absent from the show in the last several months as I have been working and travelling throughout Europe. The lion's share of my time was committed towards working alongside trade unionists and activists in Unite the Union in Britain, but that shall be covered in later episodes. On today's show, I wanted to switch our attention to one of the best-known and recognized national liberation struggles in Europe, the Basque Country Independence Movement. The Basque Country is a small but very wealthy and highly industrialized autonomous region within the Spanish state, with its distinct language, culture, as well as a long history of independence struggle that stretches all the way back to the 19th century, the Basque country and its people have become well known all throughout the world. A long period of armed and political struggle has marked the modern development of an independent Basque state, from its fight against Franco's forces in the Spanish Civil War to the emergence of the Basque Homeland and Freedom Party, or ETA, in the 1950s, to the current developments for a peaceful resolution to the conflict between the Spanish state and the Basque nationalist forces, the independence struggle has engulfed political parties, trade unions, sport groups, and armed forces on both sides. Perhaps the most important and sensitive topic of the struggle is the question of political prisoners, hundreds of individuals with real or suspected ties with the armed Basque groups, as well as sympathizers and prominent activists within the Basque struggle who have been imprisoned and held in different parts of both Spain and France. On today's show, we will hear from activists within Etxerat, a support group for friends and relatives of the political prisoners. We will talk with Teresa Toda from Sare about the larger political campaign in the Basque country. And we will finish off with a conversation with Maite Uberia from the Basque left-wing nationalist party of Sortu. We now have with us Beatre Morade Inaki Lander from Etxerat. Thank you very much for joining me, joining us. Hello. Thanks. Thanks to you. I yeah. wanted to start with um, discussing some of the origins of, uh, of, of Etxerat and uh, its connection with the current situation of political prisoners uh, in the Basque country. What exactly is the, does, the, does the organization involve itself? We are an association of relatives and, and friends of the Basque political prisoners. And what we do mostly is we give assistance to whole relatives that have to, to do big travel, so big, big trips all around Spain and, and France in order to, to visit the prisoners, the political prisoners, because they, they transfer the, the Basque political prisoners all around Spain and France. I mean, uh, it's, it's so common to, to do hundreds and hundreds of kilometers to visit our son, so to visit your son, your friend, or, or your cousin, no? And what we do is we organize bands, we organize, we, we try to, to help. The, to help the relatives to make yeah. the trips. As my yeah. friend said, most of the prisoners are in prisons very far from the Basque country. There are, now there are 560 prisoners and just three are in Basque prison. The rest of them are dispersed all over 76 prisons in the French state and Spain. Mm -hmm. 
So the first aim of the organization is to support the relatives and friends to uh, to make the, the, the travels in order mm. to visit the prisoner. Yeah, because as example, you know, in, in France, much the, much of the of the relatives they don't speak French, so they have a really big problems to visit those prisons. So imagine about 1,000 kilometers away from your hometown, you have to go there. You don't know the how language, yeah the, the language. It's so so difficult. Mm -hmm. We try to mm -hmm. to make it it's here and um, uh, how was the organization uh, first started and, uh, and at the beginning there were two different associations the first one was called Budaswak uh, that means parents in Basque and it was for by the parents of the minors who were arrested the people under 18 so they organized themselves in order to support themselves also how to deal with these people arrested. And then there was another association called Echera, without T at the end, and it was for the rest of the prisoners. 30 years ago, mm -hmm. more or less, they became just one. Mm -hmm. It's called Echera. And you mentioned um, that the Spanish government uses what you call dispersion tactics in order to um, separate the political prisoners from their families and friends. Could you uh, tell us a bit more about that? The dispersion policy is an extra, an extra punishment for, for no, not, not just for, for the Basque political prisoners, also for us, also for, for the relatives, no? because we have to take the car, we have to take the plane, we have to take the, the trains and go on, 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 on very long trips to visit them for, for 40 minutes. No, because because we have 40 minutes uh, a common a common visit uh, a normal one the, the usual one is for 40 minutes and and that's the that's the aim of, of the dispersal policy it's it's an extra punishment it's an illegal extra punishment yeah but that's why it's uh, in order to break the will of the prisoners because they they cut off them from their families from their relatives sending them thousand miles kilometers away and then it's an, there is another point because it is not only this kind of dispersion sending them very far from the Basque country, but also inside inside the same prisons. Even if there are, for instance, 10 prisoners, 10 Basque political prisoners, they are not allowed to be together. They are just one, two people or three people, but not together in order uh, to avoid them to communicate among themselves. And this is very hard for the prisoners too, because if, imagine if you are 1,000 kilometers away with very little relation with your relatives, families and your country, and you cannot talk. And in this very moment, it's very important too, because the prisoner have to take part of the process. And this, the, Spanish, the Spanish state doesn't want them to take part of the process. And it's very difficult for them to communicate, to take decisions, and it's very, very important. So we are fighting to bring them home because it's not natural having them very far, but also because it's very important that they, they take part of the process. And uh, do you receive any uh, material or political support from um, other groups in the country, such as perhaps trade unions or other left-wing groups or anything like that? <laughs> this, there are two kinds of things. The solidarity of the Basque people is very, very big. It's huge. So this kind of help we get from the people. But official one, uh, even if some city councils or some official help, people try to give us official help, the government uh, avoided it. It said that this illegal or this against uh, the victims of terrorists is for them is very painful or these kind of things and they cut all all the public money we can receive so we have a lot of money from the solidarity of the people but official help 
nothing. Almost nothing. nothing. Almost nothing. <laughs> they was an official help money for the prisoner in order to study in the prisons because mm. before they could study in Basque in the Basque universities, but the Spanish government banned it. So now they have to study in Spanish mm. and uh, in, in Spanish universities. And it's very expensive because even though if it's public education is not public, yeah. you have to pay. And mm -hmm. it's very expensive. So uh, we got some money, official money, uh, to help the families to pay this. But uh, now it's, it's money, as I said before, because the Spanish government say the victims feel offended. And um, just to finish off, uh, what sort of uh, international solidarity work do you uh, do, do, do you receive uh, uh, for your cause, and do you engage in in any of it as well, such as perhaps maybe with political prisoners in Ireland or with political prisoners in other countries? Well, as a matter of fact, we have very little relationship with other with other countries and relation. I think it's a, a problem we have to solve very fast. Yeah. But I think the main work to do is to let other people know of our situation because I think outside people think that Spain is a democracy, a perfect democracy and these kind of things are not supposed to happen but they are happening now, right now in 2014 yeah. and as I said before, right now we have 4,060 prisoners so you have 4,060 families who have to travel every, every weekend in order to be with a relative. That is something they don't understand. The Spanish government doesn't understand that even if they, our families are sent to Australia, we are going to travel to Australia to visit them because we are not going to let them alone. Oh, thank you very much, uh, today, uh, Bea and uh, Inaki. Stick together. 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 You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. And this week we are exploring the current developments within the Basque movement for independence and the struggle of the rights of the Basque political prisoners. Joining us now is Teresa Toda from uh, Sari. Uh, Teresa, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for inviting me. Uh, could you tell us a bit more about uh, some of the origins uh, of Sari and and, and what it does for the political prisoners in the Basque country. SARE is quite a new organization. It was born this year in January after there was a huge demonstration in favor of the prisoners here in, in Bilbao, which the Spanish government tried to forbid. And in front of that prohibition, different people from different parties got together and called up the demonstration. It, it was a huge uh, ex, um, success. And it showed that there is a need in the Basque country for uh, people to get together and work to bring the prisoners back home, eventually to get them free, but for the time being to bring them home. And as from that moment in January, a group of people started thinking about how we could canalize all that strength that there is in Basque society and set up... Um, some sort of organization where people could work together and not just with their own wishes or in their own town or with the closest person. We started thinking about that. In March, we put out a manifesto with our main ideas, which were we have to put an end to dispersion, we have to get uh, prisoners who are sick out of jail, prisoners who are over 70 must be 
in it freed as well. And all those people who have been exiled or deported have to be brought home. Those were the main points. And how we want to work is, is a network which ties up people, just people, individuals. This is not something that's going to be from top to bottom. We want this to be from grassroots up, horizontal, which of course is posing now some uh, growth problems because you have people doing things, different things, which is very nice because I, there are a lot of ideas, but then we have to try and, and get that all together. That would be our main, our main idea. And um, how does the work of Sarai differ from um, the work of some of the other support groups, uh, such as uh, Echerat? Well, Echerat, I would say, looks inside prisons. It takes care of prisoners and their families very closely. And our work is mainly to uh, go and look outside. We move outside towards society. We move towards the world. We want the world to know what's happening here, how the Spanish government and the French government are breaching prisoners' rights, not only by keeping them so far from their homes, but also inside the prisons, because their rights to their own health, their rights to study or to speak in Basque or to hold communications in privacy are constantly being breached in the prisons. So our work tends more, our idea is to get people who don't know, who may have heard about this, but don't know really what it implies, what it means for somebody to yearly spend 20,000 euros on trips to see a friend or a partner or a son or a daughter or a father or a mother who is in prison so far from their home. We want to tell them what this all implies make them see this is terribly unjust, especially in these times when there's a, a permanent ceasefire and a new political situation in the Basque country, and we must put a stop to this. And for this, we need the people's strength. And um, what sort of me methods do you employ with fighting against the tactic of uh, dispersion? We're trying to be as ima imaginative as possible because, uh, of course, there have been many organizations who have been, been doing this sort of work in the past. But we are moving in new circumstances. Uh, our organization now takes up people who weren't as compromised before, they weren't as committed before to this sort of things, and they are now taking steps to participate with us and talking about people who at times were in the past government or who are in other political parties or in trades unions. So we're trying to do work in very, well, we do little talks and then we get together or there may be a small demonstration. But especially we're trying, we have printed uh, half a million booklets which explain in four different languages what dispersion is and they give facts about it, how many prisoners are affected by it, uh, how many families, how many kilometers they cover every weekend. And this booklet is in Basque, Spanish, French and English. It's going to go around the world as far as we can make it go. We have some French, for example, right now in Bolivia who are going to give it to the government of Bolivia, if possible to Evo Morales, others in Peru, people in England, people in Germany, we hope in Australia as well. And then, of course, the idea is to both here in the Basque Country as well as internationally 
built pressure on the Spanish government and the French government so that they will put an end to this pressure. The fact is that with the current legislation, with the ordinary legislation, the Spanish government could take steps and bring the prisoners home. They could be give them paroles. They could be in the third grade, which, well, that's parole, <laughs> yes. They could have their rights recognized. But the Spanish government in the last few years has passed uh, exceptional legislation which uh, curtails all these rights and it tends to keep prisoners in jail for years and years with no possibilities of coming out. So, But if there was a political will to do this, they could do it tomorrow. <laughs> we think that um, there is, for example, there are some sentences of the European Court of Human Rights relating to a case in Russia where there was this prisoner in Siberia and he presented, I think it was a man, he presented, uh, he appealed to the European Court of Human Rights and the European Court of Human Rights ruled he had to be brought to a prison close to his home. This ruling, this sentence of the European Court of uh, Human Rights applies to all the countries that have signed that convention. But the Spanish uh, government does not even though it signed the convention, it's not uh, fulfilling that sentence, which is a very interesting point to keep in mind as well. So this is uh, our work. This is what we want to do. And for this, we have uh, published these books. Excellent. And just to finish off, um, what kind of work have you done, have you conducted with other groups in the Basque Country and in Spain in general and in, in France uh, as well? As I say, we're a very young organization, so we're now beginning to uh, build up our relationships both with the political parties in the Basque Country, with all the institutions, be they uh, town halls, be they the Basque Parliament, or uh, we're going to Madrid in the, uh, on the next week. We're going to Madrid to meet with the press, the international press, left-wing groups as well, and political parties in the Spanish government, because it's the, in, in Madrid where we can have some pressure visibly built up on the Spanish government, even though it's here. And then we want to uh, take a big step and go to other countries in the world. As I say, we have some friends moving around in Bolivia, but uh, we, would, we have to go to all the international in institutions as well. And we'll see how that works out. But we're trying to do a, a new kind of work. And the idea is that it's a person-to-person -person basis. Somebody had asked, asked me the other day in an interview as well, have you already been talking to the Basque institutions? And I said, no, because we want to do what we say we want to do. And we want to work with people. We want people to become conscious of what this all means and from that consciousness, take steps to change it. And it's possible. So that's the main lines of our work at the moment. All right. Excellent. Uh, thank you so very much for your time uh, today, Teresa. Thank you for listening to us, and I hope we keep in contact. Tune in to Stick Together, all about workers' rights and social justice. 8.30am Wednesday, 6.30am Thursday, 7am Saturday. Or listen on demand on 3CR's website, 3cr.org.au.
Joining us now is Maite Uberia, the head of the International Department of SORTU, a revolutionary left-wing political party in the Basque country. Maite Uberia, thank you very much for joining us. Well, the biggest process that's taking place in the Basque country is, of course, the peace process it's between ETA and the Spanish establishment. And from what I understand, SORTU has been, play, has been playing a major part in it. What has been happening once in the last decade, but also the current situation? Para hablar del, del proceso de resolución o proceso de paz en Euskal Herria es imprescindible At that moment, the Basque left, revolutionary left uh, undertook a full reflection on what had been our political strategy, uh, and we decided we needed to actualize, to actualize, to update that political strategy. Um, we understood that at that time, Basque society was ready for a change. It means that it was ready for uh, a new political action, and therefore that we needed to adapt our own political strategy to it. So um, we understood that Basque society was ready for an up updating of the means to work for, towards Basque independent socialist state. Um, and that decision to change our strategy, it allowed us to reach agreements with new sectors of Basque society, so to broaden the Basque that was in support of the peace process and broaden the Basque of, of the people who was ready to work uh, for, for those objectives. Uh, we have to highlight uh, the year 2011, because it was, uh, for us, it's one of the peaks in this process. And in 2011, we were able to bring to the past country a number of international uh, personalities, well-known international personalities, that took part in a conference, which is called the Conference of Ayete, which took, part in October to uh, took place in October 2011 uh, in San Sebastian. Uh, with the presence amongst others of uh, former Secretary General of the United Nations, Kofi Annan. At that conference, uh, the international guests presented what we call the roadmap. Uh, that roadmap included a number of points. One of them was clear. It called on Basque society to, to hold the dialogue, but it also called on the Spanish and French governments to hold the dialogue with ETA. Uh, to, uh, to speak about the consequences of the conflict, and it held a call for ETA. That request was clear, it requested ETA to stop uh, its armed activity, and ETA responded only three days later, saying that it would stop forever its armed campaign, that it was over, so with the definitive cessation of the armed campaign. This response by ETA opened again new scenarios and opened again new possibilities, uh, and since then there has been important steps forward. Uh, We are closer to our objectives. We are represented in all the political chambers, our elected representatives chambers in the country. We are the, sick, the second biggest force in the country. Um, but there, there are not as many advances and there is not as many developments as ourselves, Basque society and the international community had hoped for because there is a lack of commitment by the Spanish government mainly. Uh, nowadays, even if ETA stopped violence in 2011, there is still uh, breaches of human rights against prisoners. Um, even the situation has worsened in some cases. And it has been so flagrant and so clear that even the European Court of Human Rights had to condemn Spain for ruling they had decided on taking people uh, in prison for life. So they had to release a number of prisoners. 
the current Spanish government, which is ruled by uh, the Popular Party, which is an extreme right party, uh, has no democratic, no peaceful offer whatsoever for this country. And therefore, we understand that there is nowadays no opportunity for a bilateral dialogue between ETA and the government or even between Basque institutions and the government. What we understand, therefore, is that if there is no opportunity for a bilateral dialogue, it's time for Basque society to take its own unilateral way, what we call the Basque way, towards independence and socialism. In that Basque way, what we are working now, now on is uh, in creating majorities in society that would be formed two main axes. One of them is the, the democratic resolution of the conflict and its consequences mainly on the issue of prisoners. We understand that uh, we need to deal with that, the issue of prisoners and prisoners should be taken first to the Basque country and then to their homes. And therefore, that would be one of the main issues on which we are working to create huge majorities in Basque society. And the second issue would be uh, to address democratically the roots of the conflict and to be able to exercise the right to decide uh, so that people would be able to decide their own future as they have done in Europe nowadays and, and not so long ago in Scotland and in Catalonia. Therefore, to offer to the Basque society a way for to decide its own future and define what they want to be. Uh, the revolutionary left in the Basque country would be ready to work with anyone who is ready to work on those issues to create big majorities that would bring us closer to the resolution of the conflict, both in its consequences and uh, its causes. Sí, igual añadir que después de que la ETA, la Reacción Armada ETA tomó so la decisión de abandonar that, uh, after it is definitive cessation of armed activity the only threat to peace in the Basque country the only threat to peace and reconciliation in this country is the Spanish government that the Spanish government is a government that denies rights that destroys rights uh, it's a government that has not long ago denied the right of Catalan people to decide their own future by a democratical vote, that it has tried to stop people from voting, uh, that it's a um, government that takes off the right of people to decide their own future, but not only that, that it's also a government that uh, destroys social rights, that destroys rights that have been won, hard won by the struggle of citizens and mostly by uh, working class people, so that um, this Spanish government is a threat for peace and reconciliation, is a threat for our um, current way of living. Um, and despite all the obstacles this government is trying to put on to Basque society and, and the development of um, a new reality in this country, Basque citizens and Basque left is going to keep working um, and keep giving steps um, so that we can arrive to a scenario of, of radical democracy, a scenario in which Basque citizens can decide their own future and can decide to have a different society, despite this government that keeps in price um, stopping that. That was Maite Ubiria from SOTU, finishing off our program today. If you would like to find out more about its current plans and developments, as well as the links to other Basque political movements and support groups, go to www.sortu.eus. And that will be all for this week's edition of Stick Together. I'm Denis Rogachuk, and I'd like to thank all my guests on this week's program. Bea Morales, uh, Inaki Landa from Echirat, Teresa Toda from Sare, and Maite Uberia from Sotu. Thank you to the Community Broadcasting Federation for its financial support of the program. 
And thank you for listening to this week's episode. And we hope you can tune in at the same time next week.